Welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. We create one-on-one custom fitness solutions to achieve your goals without wasting time or compromise. We build and rebuild committed people so you can get out of pain, get strong, and get back to living the life you want to. We don't waste time. So let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. My name is Justin McClintock. Today, we are talking about the fourth C of the five C's around return to injury, and that C is commitment. Now, you may remember that uh, C number two was consistency. Sometimes these two get conflated, and that is incorrect. Consistency is different than commitment, partly because commitment has a more long-term reach as well as recognizing what may happen along the way. So let's talk about it. Commitment. Unless commitment is made, there are only promises and hopes, but no plans. Commitment is planning for what's actually going to happen, including planning for there to be issues. There are always issues. There are always problems. There are always setbacks. There are always stumbles. There are always hurdles. This is just real life. So let's look for it. Let's plan for it. Let's expect it so when you get there, you already have a plan to deal with it. So a few points here around commitment. How long do you anticipate it will take you to meet your goals and reach your highest potential? Now think about that. How long will it take you to meet your goals and reach your highest potential? So we are talking about potentially multiple goals. And we have at this point gone on at length about how to set good goals. So you can go back to other podcasts and listen to that. But assuming that we've done a pretty good job of nailing down some goals, how long is it going to take you to reach each of them? Recognizing it's very unlikely you're going to get all of them at the same time. Recognizing that working toward one may mean slower progress or even pausing progress on another. And that is okay. That is acceptable. We figure out what is the biggest priority and we work toward that. Now it's entirely possible that we reach goal number one and then we can refocus on goal number two, start working toward that while maintaining goal number one. Entirely possible. Of course, it depends what these goals are. But the last part of that question, how long do you anticipate it will take you to reach your highest potential? The answer is, probably a very long time because your highest potential is always in front of you, right? Not the strongest you can be in your life. There is probably a day in your life when you have all of the ingredients and everything put together and you may not know it at the time. It's likely that you won't, but that is the moment at which you are peaked to be the strongest in your life. Is that necessarily your highest potential though? No. That is simply one measure of your potential. So we're always looking at forward progress. We're always looking at steps forward and looking at how long it will take to meet these goals and reach this potential is probably a rather long time, which is why we break it down into steps forward. Okay, these are our big goals. This is what we think our highest potential might be. We're going to break this down into dozens and dozens of steps so we understand how to get there. And then we have smaller, more manageable goals that we can still keep track of. They are concrete. They are not vague. They are not vacuous. 
They are not hard to define. They are well-defined. This is what we are looking for. This is what we are going to work towards so we can accomplish X, Y, and Z. But recognizing that this is going to take a significant amount of time is the first step of real commitment. Next point about commitment. What about your situation should be expected to happen rather than prevented from happening? What should be expected rather than prevented? Now, this includes setbacks, flare-ups, issues, injury, schedule problems, goal changes, real life getting in the way. All of these things are likely, if not certain, on a long enough timeline. On a long enough timeline, everyone is going to have a setback. On a long enough timeline, everyone is going to have an injury. On a long enough timeline, real life is going to get in the way. Your priorities will shift and change. And what used to be priority number one or number two is now priority three, four, five. At Feel Strong, we have this all the time. We have a significant cohort of clients where fitness used to be priority number one or maybe number two, and now it's four or five, but it's still really important. It is a major part of their life, but other things have become more important. Real life, family, career, kids, etc. And reorganizing this is challenging and something we deal with on a very regular basis. But this should be expected. Look into the future. What is going to happen when you hit a setback? If you plan for a problem-free program for just uninterrupted progress for the next five years, you're going to be sorely disappointed. And this happens on the micro as well as the macro level. Micro level, there's going to be some night where you just have a terrible night of sleep. You wake up, you don't feel rested, you don't have any energy, things are a little stiff, you're just not feeling great, but this is the day that you're supposed to peak as part of your program. Oh no. You've been working toward this for seven weeks, nine weeks, 12 weeks, whatever it is. This is the day and you're definitely not prepared for it. Do we push it back? Do we push it forward a week? Do we just go in and do what we can do? Do we start the whole cycle over? What's the plan? If hearing this sets you into a little bit of a sweat and you start to panic, then you're someone who needs to assess this situation a little bit more and expect these things. Of course, we don't want that situation to happen. We build a cycle to this one day, especially if it's a competition or something where other people are going to be there and it has some sort of you know record or there's a real timeline or things like that. But even if you're someone who's just trying to get better, stronger, faster, be in less pain, be more mobile, on a day when you're trying to do more than you've ever done before and you simply can't for a number of understandable reasons, how are you going to react to that? So play those scenarios through in your mind. What happens when you have a setback? What happens when you have an injury? What happens when you have other issues come up, when real life gets in the way, when work gets in the way of these other goals that you want to do, when other things in your life become a bigger priority than this thing, which for now is your biggest priority. But these things can change faster than you might imagine. You, your goals can actually change too. 
the thing that you enjoy so much and the thing that you think is your greatest goal, suddenly, often through a variety of factors, another goal will rear its head. You'll do something or get a chance to partake in a game or play with friends and and experience something. And you're like, wait a minute, I really like this. A client will show up and be like, hey, so I know we said that this was my biggest goal, but it turns out I think I love rock climbing and I want to spend more time rock climbing. And instead of working toward becoming an awesome marathon runner, I want to work toward becoming an awesome rock climber. Do we throw the whole program out? No. Is it a very significant change? Yes. What happens if that happens? Play these things through in your mind and it will greatly increase your ability to commit. It will give you greater commitment expecting these things, knowing that they're coming your way and already having a plan to deal with it when it happens. Maybe not the specifics. You're not going to know until that happens. You're not going to know if you have a shoulder injury or a back injury or a knee injury or whatever. You're not going to know if your goal is going to change from wanting to run the fastest 5K to running your first marathon versus wanting to run your uh, PR your 5K time and compete in a bodybuilding show, right? Different kinds of changes. And you may not understand those specifics until we get closer to them. But having a plan to deal with these issues when they come up is very, very important to having real commitment. Third point around commitment. Is it reasonable to expect linear progress from A to B, from 0 to 100, without any setbacks or interruptions? I think that's obvious, right? Of course not. Very, very, very few people have linear progress, period. Very, very, very few people see that linear progress without significant setbacks and interruptions. If you have an athletic hero, whether it's competitive sport or someone in your gym that you just really look up to, if you don't know about their setbacks and interruptions, it's only because they haven't chosen to share that, because they have definitely happened. They happened all the time. Progress is rarely, if ever, linear. It involves plateaus. It involves setbacks. It involves issues. So again, expect that that progress will not be linear. Expect the setbacks. Expect the interruptions, and you will be far better set up for success. Now, furthering toward creating the highest probability of you succeeding with commitment. What guidelines do you have to form to ensure this? What guidelines must be formed to ensure the highest probability of success and commitment? What are the rules? What are you going to do? You need rules. It's not going to magically happen. Everyone who has tried any sort of new weight loss plan or fitness plan or decided to compete in a new thing has had that like great first week or two weeks or maybe three weeks where everything's great and you're waking up early and you're doing your thing and you're eating a little better and you're drinking your water and you're recovering and boy, it is just firing on all cylinders and you're a whole different person and this is kind of easy and you're just killing it. You still need rules because as we referenced before, something's going to happen. Your schedule will change. Real life will get in the way. You will have a family issue. You will have a friend issue. You have a work issue that stops you 
from this routine. It gets in the way. A wrench is going to be thrown into your works and you need to know it's coming. But rather than being shocked by it, rather than just hoping that you stay committed, you need to make some rules. When do you go to bed? When do you shut off your screen? What kind of social commitments will you commit to? What kind of social commitments will you simply not commit to? There may be rules within that. Maybe there is a a hierarchy of commitments that is okay for you to commit to in an evening, but other ones that aren't. How many times a week are you going to complete your program no matter what? How often is it acceptable for you to sleep later rather than get up and do your workout? Because sleep is also very important. How are you going to make sure these things happen? When do you close the laptop? When do you shut the phone off? Write it down. Your rules can be whatever they are. Rules are going to vary significantly person to person. But giving yourself some guidelines, not a million, some guidelines will make it far easier to stick by. You need boundaries. And this, by the way, goes for real life, goes for business, goes for relationships, goes for work. Boundaries are really, really important. And if you set them, then it's easy. Is it on this side or that side? We try very hard and are overwhelmingly successful to close the laptop no later than 6 p.m. on weeknights. That's the rule. 6 p.m. is a cutoff. Now, we work with people all around the world. 6 p.m. is artificial. It doesn't have a ton to do with people in Germany or Australia, certainly. We're at 6 a.m. at that time. Why are we stopping at 6 p.m.? Because it's a good boundary. It creates time for recovery. It creates time for family time. If we haven't eaten, then it's a fine time to still eat dinner before our normal bedtime. And it's an easy rule. Oh, it's 6 p.m. We have to stop. There will always be more work. The work simply expands to fill the time allotted. So that is just one example of a rule that will ensure higher probability of success to this commitment. Maybe you always put your workout gear and your sneakers on your dresser before you go to bed when the plan is to work out the next day. That will make it slightly easier for you to commit. When you wake up and it's easier to put on your workout clothes than to do anything else, that gives you an edge. Take the edge. So create these rules, but also be warned against creating too many rules. If you have strict rules around screen time and bedtime and macros and sleep time and how long your workouts are going to be and how many you're going to do and how many body parts you're going to work out a week and how many social interactions you will and won't have and you start expanding this, it starts becoming unrealistic. And unrealistic boundaries are worse than having no boundaries because you will not be able to stick to them and once You break one boundary, it's much easier to break the other ones. It's just like working out. If someone starts working with us, especially if they don't have a significant training background, we will not give them five or six days a week of workouts because the likelihood that they'll be able to stick to it is so low that we're actually setting them up for failure. If we give someone who isn't used to training six days a week of work, the likelihood is that 
maybe it'll be fine for a few weeks. And then week four, five, six, they're going to miss one or two. And then the next week, they're definitely going to miss one or two. And then the next week, they're going to miss three. Because once you miss one, it's easier to miss more. And it's not that we don't notice. And it's not that we don't sometimes say something about it. But once that starts slipping away, once the boundaries don't really mean anything, it is far easier to slip the other way. So give yourself some guidelines, give yourself some boundaries, make sure they're realistic, and then stick to those rules. Finally, around commitment. What questions or concerns do you have about your situation and your plan that need to be addressed? What are you not sure about? What don't you know? What do you not have solutions for? What are you unsure about? Examine it. Examine all of these things we've talked about. How long is this going to take to meet your goals? What should be expected rather than prevented? Uh, What is your progress going to look like? How linear do you think this is going to be? What boundaries do you have? Examine all of this and the rest of your plan and develop some questions. The more certainty you can have around your plan and your program, the more likely it is that you will succeed. The more questions you don't have answered, the more elements that you don't fully understand, the higher the likelihood that this will be very, very difficult to commit to. And if you are returning from injury, this is key. If you don't understand why you're doing these exercises, if you don't understand what the progress is going to look like, if you don't understand what benchmarks you should be shooting for to to see progress, to know that things are getting better, it's going to be very hard to feel and see that progress. And you may feel like nothing's working. And you may feel like you aren't focused. And that might just be because you don't fully understand the program and plan in depth. So understanding what questions and concerns you have and what needs to be addressed about your plan is really, really important. And this probably means asking someone else. Maybe you can solve it for yourself just by writing down those questions and then digging into it. If you don't understand, I suggest asking somebody. Find an expert. Find someone who will talk to you about what these things often look like and what it should look like and maybe have another set of eyes on your plan and your problems and your issues, it can be incredibly helpful. Without commitment being made, we only have promises and hopes, but no plans. Commit to commitment. Plan for it. Plan as deeply as you can. Expect the setbacks. Expect the issues. Expect real life to get in the way. And then you have real commitment and you are far, far more likely to see success, especially coming back from injury. I think we're going to leave it there on commitment. Thank you as ever so much for listening. My name is Justin McClintock. Feel strong. Thank you so much for listening to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us a five-star rating if you have the time. That makes a big difference. DM us on Instagram at feelstrongfit. Any questions, if you just want to pick our brain. If you'd like more info, the website is feelstrong.me. We value effectiveness, individualization, and empathy. If you want to see what it's like to have an expert in the field, really listen and hear what you need to build you the perfect program to get you where you want to go, today is the perfect time to get started. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you very much.